Thank you for tuning into the Freedom Church podcast, where you can catch our Sunday sermon on demand at any time. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the content that's shared every week at our local church in Round Rock, Texas. Here's this week's sermon. Real quick, let's get into the word this morning. Have you ever entered into a situation or a relationship uninformed? You thought the person was normal, but after a few dates or a few years, they're not normal. Nobody warns you. Some of you are like, yeah, Pastor B, I married that person. Please don't point to them right now. Or maybe you went to a place expecting one thing and it turned out to be totally different. When we first moved to Round Rock 14 years ago, almost every weekend, Jennifer and the girls, we'd go out eating and exploring new places. We can tell you all the best spots to eat. Like the best pizza in Austin is a place in South Congress called Home Slice. The best burger that I've ever had in Austin is a place in 6th Street called Hot's Burgers. How many guys that they can only have in the airport right now? And the best barbecue is Franklin's Barbecue, if you're willing to wait in line. But I remember that first month, Jennifer and I, along with the girls who were six and three at the time, and Cassie, who was our kids' pastor, we got in and we decided to explore. So they looked in there, looked at cool places doing the hill country, and they saw this place called the Hippie Hollow. So they've said it's, it's off 620, and, and it's in by the lake. So they put Hippie Hollow on the GPS. Some of you guys are laughing because you know where I'm going. So we're going to 620. It's beautiful. We're following signs. We go into Hippie Hollow, and as we drive into Hippie Hollow, the attendant comes at me rather aggressively. He says, get out of here. You're not allowed to be in here. He says, children are not allowed in this place. Pointing to my girls back there. This is a nudist park. I'm like, what? Like, I spit out of there quick. Jennifer and Cassie are like, let's get out of here covering the girls' eyes. Man, it's horrible to be uninformed. I was so confused. I'm like, I don't understand. We didn't get clear directions on the website here. This morning, as we conclude our series on the Holy Spirit, we're going to talk about a topic that people are still confused and uninformed about. It's spiritual gifts. Even back in Jesus' day, being Paul's day, there was a lot of confusion about spiritual gifts. That's why Paul wrote this in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1. He says, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be uninformed. Just like I had, on, just like I had no idea what hippie hollow was, many Christians have no idea what spiritual gifts are. One study I read said that 87% of Christians today don't know anything about their spiritual gifts. This morning, my goal is to inform you about spiritual gifts. There are 27 gifts according to the New Testament. They're found in Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Peter 4, Ephesians 4, and they're, they're in three categories. Some of them are the motivational gifts. The other ones are the manifestation gifts, some of the ministry gifts. I'm going to talk about the first two during time for the sake of time, and I'm just going to skim through them. So if you have your Bible, go to 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12, and we're going to start in Romans 12 this morning. So let's start with Romans 12, 6. It says this, we have different gifts, underline that word, according to the grace given to each of us. The words gift and grace are actually the same word in the original Greek language. English translators decided to give it different words, even though it's the exact same word. But the Greek word for this is the word charis. It's where we get the word charismatic. 
And the term charismatic has been hijacked some, some, by some people who do some weird and crazy stuff, and they call it Jesus, right? Man, let me tell you, the Holy Spirit's not weird. People are weird. There's weird people everywhere you go. It's just, man, some people just happen to get into that, and they make everybody look weird. So a lot of times when it comes to gifts, we're afraid of the gifts because we're like, man, I don't want to act like that. I don't want to be an H-E-B, and all of a sudden I should have bought a Honda with all that Kia stuff. I don't want to do that. I don't want to lose control. But the Holy Spirit is not about losing control. It's about giving, holy, giving God more and more control of your life, self-control. So here's the truth of this message that I want you to understand. Everyone has been given a spiritual gift. Spiritual gifts aren't just for a few spiritual Navy SEALs that God calls to kick the devils, but the Holy Spirit desires to gift every believer. Stephen Neal, the early church historian, says, the most remarkable thing about the first century church was its anonymity. The three largest churches in the first century, the Church of Antioch, the Church of Rome, and the Church of Alexandria, were all started by non-apostles, by ordinary believers. And 39 of the 40 miracles, if you look at the book of Acts, didn't happen in the synagogue or the temple. They happened by the believers of God that were, men spiritually gifted with the power of the Holy Spirit. In his book, The Deep Things of God, theologian Norman Grubb said this, man's greatest capacity is that of a vessel. We talked about that a little bit last week. God created you with the ability to contain his spirit. God himself lives in us. This is why Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. I want you to understand this, that the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in you. There's resurrection power inside of you. And Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 12, 7. A spiritual gift is given to every one of us, each of us. Why? So that we can build up, so we can be wild in the church and act crazy. No. So we can help each other. The purpose of the spiritual gifts is two things. It's to edify the body and it's to glorify God. It's to build up the church and it's to put attention on Jesus. Spiritual gifts are not for us to go on some spiritual hideaway to get goosebumps and have all these crazy experiences. No, it's used to build a church and to make the name of Jesus great. Consumerism has come in and this me-centric attitude where spiritual gifts are just about us. Let me tell you once again, it's about building the body. It's putting attention on Jesus. That's what spiritual gifts are all about. So let's learn about spiritual gifts. We're going to go and we're going to look at motivational gifts first in Romans 12, 6 and 8. We have different gifts. According to the grace given to each of us, the grace gift. All of us have a gift of grace on us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance to your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is, if it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, let him give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Prophecies is what we're going to talk about next. If it's to prophesy, what is prophecy? People get freaked out about this, but it's really simple. It's the ability to speak in behalf of God. And prophecy is a gift. I want you to understand, it's a gift that builds up the church. It edifies believers. That's what it's supposed to do. I remember the first time I experienced the gift of prophecy working in my life. I was a 15-year-old boy, and a, and a guy that was at a youth camp came up to me. and He says, I got a me message from God for you. He says, man, God has a calling on your life. He's called you to be a pastor. And he says this, and then he began to read my mail. That means he began to tell me all kinds of stuff I didn't know about my life. And he told me this. He told me specifically, this next year, as you go back to school, God's going to use me to open doors of the gospel. My friends are going to come to Jesus. I'm going to start a great movement in my school. Guess what happened? He gave me specific specifics about my life, and everything that he said came true. 
I was blown away. It was a prophetic word. But let me give you a word of caution about this gift. Be careful. Because people abuse it. They use it to manipulate, to control. Or some people just say crazy stuff. This is what I never try to say. I never try to say God said. This is what I say. I feel. Because I could be wrong. It could be jalapeno speak, talking, you know. So if anybody ever gives you a prophetic word, let me give you four questions to turn, turn, turn to. First one is this. Is it confirming what the Holy Spirit's already speaking to me? It's just going to confirm what God's putting in your heart. The second thing, does it agree with the Bible? Third thing, does this make me more like Jesus? Number four, this is important too. Do that my church leadership and my spiritual authority, do they confirm it to be a word from God? If you get a prophetic word, run it by those four things. And then look, look at number, verse 7. If it is a serving, let him serve. Some of you have the spiritual gift of serving. You love it when the city invites us to serve the needy. You love helping others. You're finding out about the Teen Challenge opportunity. Say, man, sign me up. I want to put floors. I want to paint. I want to help with that. That's the gift of serving. Paul says there's a gift of, there's a, if you're a teacher, he says, teach well. Some of you read your Bible and you love to teach. You're like, let me look at the original Greek. There's a Greek word for that. You're consumed with your gift. You want to build up the body. It's awesome. For some of you, if it is to encourage, give encouragement. Man, how many of you guys know we need encouragement in our day more than ever before? This is what the church should be flowing. Encouragement is missing in our day. It's missing in our schools. It's missing in our families. It's even missing in the church. Anyone who knows me really well knows I have ADD. Squirrel? But I believe that we're living in a culture that has EDD. We're suffering from encouragement deficit disorder. People aren't getting encouragement anywhere. And the house of God should be a place where we encourage others. Like you should find somebody and encourage five people before you leave today. The next verse is verse 8. If, it's, if, you, if your gift is giving, give generously. Some of you guys hear a need. Some of you guys hear about a missions organization. Some of you hear that and say, man, you know what? Thank you, Lord. I want to give to that. It's not about the amount. It's about just an attitude of giving. Then if it's to lead, he says, do it diligently. Let me tell you, there's many of you here that have a gift to lead. And it's not just in corporate America. It's in the church too. You come in there and you see stuff that's broken. And you're like, you know, the reason you see these stuff that's broken is because God has given you the ability to fix that and make it right. If you have a gift of leadership, the very thing that frustrates you the most is the very thing that God calls you to move and lead in that direction. So your frustration will often lead to your calling because you have a gift of leadership if you're a leader. And Peter goes on to write, if it's to mercy, show mercy, do it cheerfully. You feel the pain and the hurt of people. It moves you to minister to them. And Romans 12 is not an exhaustive gift. It's a more motivational gift. But when we come to 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11, these are the manifest gifts or what we would call supernatural gifts. And I don't got time to go into all of them, but I want to give you quickly what they are. They can be broken up into three categories. Discerning gifts, dynamic gifts, and declarative gifts. So the discerning gifts are word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. A word of wisdom is this. It is to know something specific with ha not having learned it by natural means. There's moments I'll, I'll be in a counseling session, I'll talk to somebody, and the Lord begins to show me something about that person specifically, and I'll call it out, and the beginning of that, God begins to open up a door because of a word of knowledge. Michelle Maniachi had a word of knowledge over this property. 
We were doing, we were praying for a property. We were going over the book Circle Makers. She got into this hill and she started praying that God would give us a piece of property. And she showed him that God would put it on a hill, that it'd be right off I-35, that God was going to move on that. And she saw this way before the merger even happened. She had a word of knowledge over this property. Dave was, Maniachi was on our uh, was on our building committee, and he'd always ask me, are you sure Sam Bass is the place? Are you sure we need to build? Because Michelle, she even told some of you, Sammy, she told you in the women's group that that wasn't the place that we were supposed to, God was just using that to leverage us. But God gave her a word years before that Freedom Church would be a city on a hill. Let me tell you, God can do that. That's a word of knowledge. Then there's a word of wisdom. What is that? That's a divine answer or solution for a particular problem. And let me tell you, you need a word of, you need a word, you need the word of wisdom. Because all of a sudden you'll be working on a problem, a situation at the church, in your business as you parent, and all of a sudden a, a thought will drop how to fix it. The Holy Spirit wants to give you words of wisdom. Then there's discerning spirits. Parents, let me tell you this, you need this like never before. This is when the Holy Spirit gives you insight into, insight into something. It's that divine hunch. He says, man, you better check your kid's phone. Check it now. Like right now. Oh, Lord, I'm glad I checked it. It's that feeling that says, oh, there's something just not right about that person. I can't put my finger on it, but I don't know. That's discernment. And then there's the dynamic gifts. Those are the gifts of faith, working of miracles, gifts of healing. Let me tell you, the gift of faith is this. This is the ability to hear from God and believe him for it. This is not hyper faith. This is not prosperity faith. This is not Lamborghini faith. Let me tell you about this. We the people have hijacked their faith. Faith is this. It's listening to what God has said and then believing him for what he said, not for what you want. Let me tell you, walked in a gift of faith. My brother brought Roger Anderson. He says, I know God's called me in here. I'm believing God for all. I don't have anything. I don't have a house. I don't have a staff. I don't have anything. But he said, he showed me a piece of paper. He says, brother, I believe in that. And by faith out of nothing, he called it into existence because he heard from God. Man, when Jennifer and I walked up in this city not knowing a single person, we need the gift of faith to believe God for a miracle. Some of y'all need the gift of faith in your life. Then the working of miracles. That's why we're in this building. Got $100,000 a month. Miracle after miracle after miracle. Roger, God's experiencing miracles. Let me tell you, the gift of faith and miracles work hand in hand. Because God just doesn't do miracles to entertain you. He does miracles to build a church and to glorify him. Remember, the gift of miracles came in when they told me that uh, our friend Frankie was on death's bed. He wasn't going to make it. They called him in for his last words. And I went on there on a Sunday afternoon. And they said, he can't even hear you preach. But as I, I can't hear you talk. But we're going to pray over him. Man, we saw a miracle as his vital signs came back up. He came back to life. And he was on the verge of death. But a visible miracle can happen. God does that. Then there's the gifts of healing. Miracles are very demonstrative. Healings kind of happen. Sometimes you see them, sometimes you don't. My wife was healed from a rare skin disease, an incurable disease called pleva. She'd wake up every morning and she'd have, her skin would just have sores and it'd come up all over her body. And then she would literally go to sleep and we'd peel off the sheets and her skin would be peeled off her body every day. We went to skin doctor after skin doctor in the Dallas area. They said that there was no cure, but we called the elders of the church. We operated the gift of healing. And guess what? It's been over 18 years, and God has healed her because we believe in healing. Let me just tell you, God wants to move explosively and with power in your life. 
Then finally, there's the declarative gifts. It's the gift of tongues, the interpretation tongues, and prophecy. We, we talk about the gift of tongues. It's a prayer language where you, you connect with God and get that deeper connection with God. And the interpretation of tongues is this. It's when you're speaking that prayer language and somebody who doesn't even know you're speaking in their own language. Because 1 Corinthians 14 says that when they speak in tongues, that people around them are like, God is at work in this place. Because how did this uneducated person learn that language? It's an interpretation. That's what the word glossalia means. They're glossary. And then prophecy. We talked about prophecy. So you can study that for yourself. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Peter 4, Ephesians 4. We all have been given different gifts. Here's the thing. None of us have all the gifts. Only one person had all the gifts. His name was Jesus. But the church is the place where all the gifts come together like a mosaic piece of art. Each tile may be pretty alone, but it combines to make a beautiful picture of Jesus. The way I like to see it is when we use our spiritual gifts, the invisible God becomes visible in that culture. I quoted a study earlier that 87% of Christians don't know what their gift is. Imagine if 87% of you didn't know, 87% of your body didn't work, man, you'd be dead or paralyzed. But that's why the church is so weak and anemic sometimes, because we're not walking in our gifts. So what do we do? Let me give you three ways to walk in your gifts. First one, discover the gift God has given you. Every one of you, there's something that God has placed inside of you. It's how he made you. Psalms 139.13 says this. It's not God created you, not just your hair color, not just your height, not just how, but he created how you think, how you feel, what makes you laugh, what makes you cry. He says, he created you, my inmost being, my emotions, my passion, the way you look at a room. You were knit together in your mother's womb. Let me tell you, God's design in you reveals God's destiny for you. And one way to find your spiritual gift is what you call the apple pie demonstration. Have you guys ever heard of the apple pie demonstration? Here it is. Imagine you're at a table and someone is about to eat apple pie. And their apple pie is on the edge of the table and it's about to fall off. You see they're vulnerable, yet they put their fork on the apple pie and it flops and it gets them all dirty. How do you respond? Because how you respond possibly could determine your spiritual gift. Some of you would say, I told you so. Man, you should eat your pie like that. Man, I saw that coming. You know, you have the spiritual gift of annoying, you know. No, no, no. It's probably exhortation. And we need you, but we don't like you, you know. <laughs> how many of you would say this? Oh, man, let me help you clean up. Oh, let's wipe that up. Got the spiritual gifts of serving. Some of you guys say, no, I've researched this. If you put the pie in this direction and you put the fork right there, step one, step two, you got the gift of teaching. Some of you are like, I feel free. I'm sorry. Let me put some apple pie on me. You won't feel so bad. That happened to me once. You got the gift of encouragement or mercy. Some of you say, yeah, who cares about that apple pie? I'm buying apple pie for everybody. Put whipped cream on that. You got the gift of giving and leadership. Let me tell you, every one of us has a gift. The way you look at the light, the way you walk into a room, not every one of us walks into the room the same way. We don't all see the same things. We need each other to be who God wants us to be. So it's your job to develop. Number two, develop the gift God has given you. Your gifts mature as you mature. For instance, when I first started serving God, I was so pumped that they asked me, remember the transparencies, and you would just flip them as the deer panted for, right? I was the best flipper transparency ever, just worshiping. I want to get out of the way. And I love that. That was my gift at the time. But guess what happened? It's now instead of just flipping the transparencies, now God's called me to lead a church because I've matured. 
It's our responsibility to you, man, to develop our gifts. And here's what I want to tell you. I know some of you guys have lost your edge this morning. You've lost that passion to serve, that zeal to serve. You're tired. But my dream is this, that you find that passion, that God-given dream, that you would get up every morning and you would say, I can't believe I get to do this. You need that. Because 2 Timothy 1.6 says this, For this reason, I'm reminding you to fan the flame, the gift of God that's in you. So here's my challenge. I want to challenge you this morning to use the gift God has given you. See, one of my jobs as a pastor I take seriously is to prepare you for eternity. And heaven is closer than you think. And when we get to heaven, they're going to ask us just two questions. The first one will determine where you end up. And it's this, what did you do with my son Jesus? And the, answer, the only answer to give is this, man, I love Jesus. I had a personal relationship with him. And Jesus can say, okay, come on in. But that's the great white throne judgment. Afterwards, the Bible says there's a bema judgment, the judgment seat of Christ. This doesn't determine your eternal destiny, but it determines your eternal reward. And this is where you stand before God, and this is what it's going to go like. God's going to ask you, what did you do with the gift I gave you? I gave you a grace. I gave you a gift. I gave you a passion. What did you do with it? And my prayer for you is this. 1 Peter 4.10, that you would answer this. God, you have given me gifts, and I manage them well, and I let you flow through me generously to impact people. These are the most important questions you'll ever ask. See, here's the reality. I want you to get this. God gifts you with gifts. This is mind-blowing. And then he's going to reward you in all of eternity for using the gifts for him. He's given you gifts. And then after he's given you this gift that you were made to do, he's going to reward you for using that gift. And I want you to walk in that gift. Because I want your life to matter. And I want you one day to say, Benito, I'm so glad I heard this message. I'm so glad you preached this message because I just didn't bury my gift. See, our church has been growing. God is moving, and there's many new opportunities to serve our community, serve in different areas. And, and I want to draw your attention to the screen. And if you're not a serve team member, I want to invite you to be part of what God is doing, not just to be a consumer, to be a contributor to what God is doing. There's four steps that you can do if you want a shirt like this. First one is you scan the QR code, and then afterwards you go in there, join a serve team. Fill out the form where you want to serve. You can do that right now. And if you show your submitted form on your phone, hopefully an iPhone, if you've got an Android, we still love you. Show it to the person at the table, and you, we will celebrate that decision that you want to serve here at Freedom Church, and we will give you a shirt that says, we get to do this. And if you're a serve team member, and you're already serving, go pick up a shirt. Because here's what I want you to do. When we get to heaven, it's going to be awesome. We're going to hear each other's stories. And, and I want to close with this closing thought. See, in the church that I, I grew up, we had church on Sunday nights. How many of you guys remember Sunday night churches? Long. Oh, Lord. It was a little more casual. After the song service, pastor would open up the mic and it would get crazy, right? Sister Susie would get up there and say, like, oh, my gosh, TMI right now. That's why we do testimony videos, right? But I have a vision one day of passing the mic at Freedom Church, but it would take forever. But I imagine if I would pass the mic, this is what it would sound like. I would start off with Rick Morris. And he would say this, my name is Rick Morris. And I'm a follower of Jesus. And I have the gift of mercy. And I love to pray. And I hurt when people hurt. So God is putting it in my heart to start a, start a Celebrate Freedom Recovery class. 
Because there's people that have life, need life-controlling habits. They're addicted to alcohol and drugs and pornography. And they need a believer. They're just a little bit ahead of them. I can't sleep at night. I can't get it out of my mind. It's burning inside of me. But guess what? It burns inside of me. I can't wait to launch it in August. But a Pastor B, I can't believe I get to do this. And man, fire starts coming down from heaven. Oh, Lord. And then he gets the mic and he hands it to Heidi Tucker. He says, I have the gift of creativity. And I love to create things. And I love to serve on the creative team. And I'm the one who creates all the props and the visuals. I pray over every service that God uses that prop. That Man, it seems funny. But I pray this, that he imprints that image and that prop to God's word. And that you will forever have a visual in your heart. I'm so happy when God speaks to you. I'm so happy when God uses that gift. And guess what happens? I cannot believe that God created me like this. And I get to do this and then he would get that she would get it and she would pass it over to z and z takes the mic and he says hey my name's z and i have the gift of technology and i'm a follower of jesus and you never see me because i'm in the back but you never know the words of the song if it wasn't for me i'll tell you right now you wouldn't be able to sing even though i'm not on stage much I feel like I get the word out just like Pastor B does. And I'm so thankful I get to do this. And then he hands it over to Sammy. And Sammy says, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, Sammy Joe. And says, man, I, I, love, I have the gift of evangelism. And I want people to know Jesus. I have a heart especially for the kids at the Williamson Juvenile Detention Center. And I'm the one who organizes events for the kids. I make sure they have Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving dinner. I make sure they have gifts. I find them mentors. I pray for them. I love them. I believe in them when nobody else believes in them. And I just want them to know Jesus like I know Jesus. And I get to do this. And then she would pass the mic over to Vicky. So I'm a follower of Jesus and I have the gift of encouragement. I see the positive in everything. I want to encourage people. I, don't, I want them to feel better around me. I want them to feel better about themselves. I love to encourage people. I love to pray for people. I can't believe I get to do this. And then he would look at Don. She would pass it over to Don and says, man, my name is Don. And I just love to honor God. I'm a follower of Jesus. And I just know that God's, he's given me the ability to steward, to make money, to do well. And I guess what? I got the gift of giving. And I, and I love to give to kids that, don't, that are in need. I love to sponsor these things. I'm so thankful for what God has done in my life. I'm so glad that he's given me the ability to make resources. But guess what? This is just for God's kingdom. And I get a chance to do this for others. And then after, Stephanie grabs the mic and says, I'm a follower of Jesus and I, and I love kids. I love special needs kids, and I see that there's challenges, there's struggles, and they just don't want to, I don't want them to miss out. I don't want their families to miss out. God's put it in my heart to start and help with special needs, and I love these kids so much. And I'm just burning inside of me, and I can't believe I get to do this. And after the microphone has passed through everybody, it handed it to me, and it says, my name is Benito, and I'm not special, and I'm no different than you, but I'm a follower of Jesus, and I love him with all my heart and I want everybody to know him and I have the gift of leadership 
And I love taking people a journey who don't know Jesus so they can become fully devoted followers of Christ. And we want to make the biggest declaration of Jesus that our city has ever seen. And I can't believe I get to do this. Freedom Church, the spirit of the living God is in you. Not just for goosebumps. Not just so we can feel so good when a worship song comes in. Let me tell you, it's so that we can make his name great. So that we can build his church. So the world can know that our God is awesome. And I want everybody to bow your head and close your eyes. I just feel the spirit of the Lord here. Just say, God, I want to use my gift. For some of you, you have teaching gifts that you haven't used in a while. God's stirring it up. He says, son, I, I don't want you just to sit on the sideline. You know you were made for more. Use it. Gifts of hospitality. Gifts of service. This is what I want to challenge you. Sign up for a serve team. Freedom Church, the best is yet to come. Man, the harvest is plentiful. God wants to do awesome things. And it's when we all say, I'm going to walk into the calling that God has for me. For some of you, the Bible says, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. You're like, I've never heard this type of teaching that God wants to put that kind of dynamite power in my life. He does. Study it. Look at it. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for all that you've done. Lord, you are the Holy One of Israel. And Lord, we want to make your name great. And Lord, we will say every day when we come on Sunday morning, when we serve on Tuesday and Wednesday, when we serve on Saturday, that we are so thankful that we get to do this and partner with you in redeeming the world. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Love you, Freedom Church. See you. God bless. Thanks again for listening to the Freedom Church podcast. We hope that you were inspired and motivated to continue to grow in your faith. Don't forget to subscribe and share with others.